This is Philip Rossman-Reich. You are now Locked On Magic. Today on the show, we're going to talk about why you should cheer for the Orlando Magic, what the goals are for the season, and why this is really just step one. Welcome to the YouTube channel. Welcome to the Locked On Magic podcast for this week, the last week before we have full practices. Get excited. It's time for Locked On Magic. Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is September 20th, 2021. My name is Philip Rossreich. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at Philip RR underscore OMD. Whether you're listening to the podcast through your normal devices, through your normal means, or checking out the YouTube channel for our maiden voyage, welcome to the Locked On Magic Podcast. We're excited to get going here for the 2022 season, and there are tons of bells and whistles to go with it. Like I said, on today's episode of Locked On Magic, we're going to talk about what the Magic's goals are for the upcoming season. Plus, we'll get into a little bit about why you should cheer for the Atlanta Magic, what's interesting about this team, what your expectations are for the Atlanta Magic is over under week here on Locked on Magic. And then and then we'll close off by discussing why you can't skip steps in the process and, and some of the lessons that maybe we learned from our first go-round here in the rebuild. But before we get to any of that, I do want to remind you all to check out all the great podcasts on the Locked on Podcast Network by searching the Everett LO podcast for Locked on and the team you're looking for. Just like this podcast here covering the Orlando Magic excruciating detail, this podcast covering every single team in the NBA with the same level of care and detail that you can only find from a local expert who knows their team best. If you want the lowdown on any of the other teams in the NBA or check out some of our great NFL podcasts like Locked On Bucks, that's B-U-C-S, not the other Bucks, you can find them wherever you download podcasts. Search for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Plus, many of these shows have YouTube channels just like the one I'm starting today. No matter who your team is, whether it's in the NBA, NFL, NHL, MLB, or college, too, there's a Locked On podcast for you. Just search for every download podcast for Locked On and the team you're looking for. The Locked On Podcast Network, it's your team every day. So I've been hinting and talking a little bit about this um, over the course of the offseason. You know, we're, we're sitting here, we're looking at this Orlando Magic team, we're looking at what to expect from the Orlando Magic this coming season. Uh, and, and honestly, it's it's still a bit of a mystery. We've got this young, young team, this ridiculously young team uh, that we don't really know much about. You know, yes, we're really excited about Jalen Suggs. He could be a really impressive rookie. Yes, we're really excited about the return of Jonathan Isaac. Yes, we're really excited about Cole Anthony and Chumo Kiki and RJ Hampton's second season. We're excited about a full year with Wendell Carter, Mo Bamba in a contract year. We're excited about a lot of these really interesting young players, but we don't know what they'll ultimately be. Uh, that's that's kind of the, the the fact of the matter is we we don't know who these players ultimately become, who these players will grow into, who they will resemble, who who they'll play as. The reason why expectations around the league or the Magic are going to be one of the worst teams in the league is because they're extremely young. Jonathan Isaac and 
Markel Fultz are two of the oldest players of the team, 23 years old. Terrence Ross, Robin Lopez, Etuan Moore, Michael Carter-Williams, Gary Harris are really, really old players um, compared to everyone else on the roster, and that is that is not to be a slight on them. To say the least, then, wins and losses are not how we are going to judge this team. The, the over-under, which we'll get to, uh, set by betonline.ag, is 22.5. I, I think this season would not be good if they were under that, but that's not how we're going to measure success this season. It's, it's been a point I've repeatedly said, and, and I'm going to keep pressing for wins. I'm going to keep an, analyzing team as if they're trying to win because they are trying to win. Um, but that's not what we want to see. This season is the first year of a rebuild. This season is the first year of a restart, and we are trying to start from scratch. We are trying to get this team going or, or get this group going and moving in the right direction. And if there's one thing that we should have learned from the rebuild under Rob Hennigan, it's that this season, this first try, this, this first run-through, is not unimportant. This isn't just a throwaway. This isn't just a setup for the next draft pick, for the next key player that gets added to the roster. That's not what this year is about. And yes, I've, I've seen some people throw ping pong balls at me, you know, really, really kind of lean into this idea of tanking, which doesn't work. You can't just lose for losing sake. Losing is not a strategy. Losing is how bad cultures are created. And yes, the Magic are going to lose a lot of games this year. Right? No one's, I think, hiding from that. No one is denying that that is going to be the case. There are going to be a lot of defeats this year. It's not going to be easy. But that's not the goal. That's not how we're going to judge success. What we want to see this season is we want to see the Magic begin to look like the team they will look like when they're competitive, whether that's going to be next season or the year after or whenever, we want to know that what they're doing works. We want proof of concept, essentially. Um, uh, I watched Mythbusters a lot uh, back when it was on regularly. And, and, and you know, the, the, that show is really a lesson in the scientific experiment. Um, you have a problem. You, you have a theory or an idea or a hypothesis of how that problem is going to go or how to solve that problem, you devise an experiment to test your theory, to test your hypothesis, and then you begin to draw some conclusions. And inevitably on that show, it ends in them blowing something up because it's good for TV. But what they usually do is they start with a small-scale example. And they call it their proof of concept. Before doing some crazy expensive experiment, they try to figure out if it actually works if their idea actually tests what they're trying to test. So usually they take like a little model and they, they try to figure that out. That's what this season is. It is the proof of concept. It is, does Jamal Mosley's defensive system, offensive system work? What tweaks need to be added to it? What players need to be added to make it work? But can it deliver results? Because yes, Wins and losses aren't the ultimate judge of success this season because consistency is going to be the bigger issue than anything. But, but, uh, 
the Magic still need to find a way to say this team is taking that step forward, that next step forward, or, or taking steps forward. What I want to see from the Orlando Magic this year is I want to see the outlines of what this team will be, of who this team will ultimately be, and, and how they will play when they're ready to win, when they're ready to compete. That's that's really what's sort of on the line here. That's really what what's at stake, so to speak. It, it's it's hard to define at this point. Um, it, you know, I feel like it's very much a, you'll know it when you see it. Um, you'll know whether the Magic are taking the right steps when they play. When you when you see it out on the court. When you see it at work. It'll be in Jalen Suggs having a 25-point game or having a nice stretch where he looks like he can be an all-star. That's certainly something you want to see. It'll be in the team winning a bunch of games in a row, beating quality opponents. If they lose clutch games, so be it. That's an experience. They don't want to get blown out every night. They don't want to lose games by 20, 25 points regularly. It's going to, it's going to happen. But you want to know that, okay, with some seasoning, with some experience, with adding the right players, what they're doing, what they're running can work, can be effective. It's not always easy to see. And certainly with the young team, it's not always easy to measure and easy to judge. But that's what the magic will try to do. That's who the magic will try to be. And that's how we're going to judge success when we get to April, when we get to the end of the season. It's going to be an, an individual player growth for sure. That's that's a big part of this puzzle for the Orlando Magic. But it's also going to be in the moments and the stretches where the Magic look like they can be not just a competitive team, but a playoff-capable and playoff-caliber team. If the Magic come out of this season and we have no clue what they're trying to do, no clue what their identity is trying to be, the season's a failure. That's that's the bottom line. The season is a failure, much like the 2012 or 2013 season were failures, or looked like failures, because we looked at the Magic's offense and we said, what are they trying to do? They're just setting up a play to get an ISO. They're not running the pick and roll. There's nothing smart about what they're doing. We didn't understand what their defense was. When James Borrego was named the interim coach and he said, we're not going to give up points in the paint. Let them take all the threes they want. We're going to lock down the paint. And for those 30 games, the Magic were really effective defending the paint. Sure, they were 10 and 20. It's not the greatest thing in the world. That team was terrible. But it was something. We want to be able to hold on to something and say, that's how we're going to build. That's how we're going to take our next steps. And that's what this season is about. We'll talk about some reasons to watch the Orlando Magic coming up here in just a moment. But first, got to tell you about Sweat Block. Look, it is starting to get a little cooler in oil, in Central Florida here, back down to the 80s. But if you're outside, and certainly with the rain that we've had over the weekend, if you're outside, you are sweating. Plain and simple. I don't know where everyone else is in the country, but here in Florida, if you're outside for longer than 15 minutes, you are sweating. If you're outside longer than five minutes some days, you are sweating. And no one likes to see sweat stains 
or feel the feel sweat. It's 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 just disgusting. That's why you need to try sweat block antiperspirant wipes. Sweat block is stronger and more effective than most clinical antiperspirants. You simply apply it at night before bedtime. Go to bed the next morning. You wake up, wash, and go about your day without worrying about sweat. Guaranteed. I know this is going to sound too good to be true, but literally only after you sweat block once or twice a week, and it keeps you dry the whole time. No more pitting out. No more picking shirts based on which one will hide sweat better. If you or someone you love is dealing with this, you have to check out Sweatblock. Get it today for 20% off at sweatblock.com with promo code locked on or at Amazon, where it's currently the number one antiperspirant on Amazon's website. You can also find it at your local CVS. So get 20% off at sweatblock.com with the promo code locked on. Remember, that's 20% off at sweatblock.com with the promo code locked on. Today's podcast and show also brought to you by Direct TV. Does this sound familiar? It's got one device that lets you catch up the game live. Another that lets you stream your favorite shows. You're watching sports highlights on your phone and you've got your neighbor's best friends log in for that premium channel that you're just not going to pay for. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports movies and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. The best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter, get rid of the confusion, and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Diving back into this upcoming season. Look, it sounds like doom and gloom right now. It sounds like doom and gloom for a lot of the Magic faithful. Whether you're a believer in this team and its potential, whether you're a little bit more moderate or or realistic about what this team can accomplish, that's kind of where I put myself, um, or you're just pessimistic, this year is going to be daunting. Um. It's it's going to be tough. There are going, going to be some very rough moments in the upcoming season. There's there's just no getting around that. All the Vegas odds, all the Vegas insiders say the same thing. Our pals at betonline.ag putting the Magic's over under at 22 and a half. 22 and a half. It's not good. That is not good. I put this over under. It is officially over under week um, here in... Uh, it's officially over under week here uh, in uh, on Locked On Magic, and I asked you the question. Keep it simple. Over under. Uh, over under here for wins this season, twenty two and a half. Seven, almost three quarters of you, seventy two and a half percent of you that vote. Thank you all for voting. Check out our, our daily poll here at Philip R underscore OMD. Uh, follow me on Twitter there. Also uh, retweeted from Lockdown Magic. 72.5% are taking the over. I too am taking the over. Um, that is something that that is uh, definitely something that I would I would agree. I'm gonna try some inception here. Um oh boy, there we go. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm still figuring out the YouTube stuff. If you're watching, if you're watching this on YouTube, um, 72 and a half percent. Actually, let's, uh, let me, let me pull that up real fast. Uh, 
Let me pull this up real fast. 72 and a half percent of you pulling it up on the screen here. There, there it is. I think I'm not sure. 7% of you agree. The magic will hit that. I do too. I think the magic are going to hit the over this season. I, I, I feel very, very, very confident about that. Um, that the magic are going to hit the over. Let me pull this off. I'm testing out the YouTube stuff. So if, if there's some bugs or hiccups here, I apologize. 72 and a half percent of you again. Say the magic will hit the over on this over under. And and I agree completely on that. Um, I think that the magic are going to be a lot better than people think. Um, obviously, super, super talented. Um, no, no denying that. But why should you watch? It's actually a question that, that Josh Lloyd of Locked On NBA posed to me um, as he's doing his series on why you should watch some of the worst teams in the league. My when he asked me that question, my first answer was Jalen Suggs. Kid's going to be a star. Kid's kid's going to be a very very good player. We saw what he did at Gonzaga. We saw what he did in the NCAA tournament. He is a really interesting player and a player that I think a lot of people are going to want to watch. Um, I'm kind of surprised that the NBA did not give him at least one national TV game. Put him up against Cade. Put him up against Jalen Green. Someone you know, put him up against Scotty Barnes. There's got to be reason. There's got to be. There's going. This guy is going to be electric, and I'm really really excited about him. But I don't think it's just that. I don't think it's just the players on the roster. I don't think it's just, you know, having Jonathan Isaac back, I think that's really exciting for Magic fans. And and, and we know the potential that he brings to the team and, and, and the potential that he brings as well on the defensive end. But I would also say a big reason to watch this team is the style of play I think they're going to they're gonna use. Um, this is not going to be the Steve Clifford Orlando Magic. This is not going to be the Steve, uh, a team that is plotting. It's bringing the ball slowly up the court is, you know, really, you know, not that they won't be fundamentally sound, but they're not going to kind of game the system. They're not going to play conservative. You know, Steve Clifford said, as everyone said, when the magic hired Steve Clifford, you have to beat them. Um, you're still going to have to beat the magic, but it's going to be a different style of defense. Um, I think the magic will take more risks. I think they will be up into guy up into players. I think they'll play with a lot more defensive force. And I think they'll try and dictate their tempo. And again, the goal of the season is, does this work? Is this an identity? Is this something that the team can grow and build? Is this something that the team can continue to build as well? I think that's really at the core of what's exciting about this team. People have been asking the Magic to be a running team, to get out in transition, to, to make things happen. And I think that's what this Magic team is going to try and do. I think that's what this Magic team is going to try and be this season. It's obviously, um, obviously a bit difficult. Uh, you know, not not the easiest thing in the world. Um, uh, not the easiest thing. Uh, not the easiest thing, as well. But um, I do think that the magic. I do think that the magic are going to be a, a fun team to watch. There's going to be mistakes. There's going to be turnovers. There's going to be defensive lapses. There's going to be defensive assignments blown. There's going to be a lot of learning curve, and certainly the beginning of the season is going to be rough. But I think that this Magic team is going to play a really exciting style of play that's going to that's going to showcase a lot of these young players, and I think that's really all anyone can ask for. It is exciting, you know. I think there is skepticism about a rebuild, and I think that skepticism is fair. Um, I'm skeptical of rebuilds. I'm skeptical of starting over. I'm skeptical of ri of this risk that the Magic took, but I understand why they took it, and I don't think it was necessarily the wrong or it was certainly was not an irrational decision. So the question then is. How did the Magic 
take that next step or, or how do the magic um, kind of build off of that? You know, it, it, there's no sure thing that this is going to work. But I do think this is a point and a time for optimism. However, rebuilds are very, 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 very tricky. And while I think this team will be fun and young and exciting and, and their ceiling is certainly higher than it was before, the floor is also much, much lower. And that's going to be the trick. And rebuilds are very, very tricky, as I said. And that's why I think it's important to look at successful rebuilds to understand what made them work and the models that you have to follow to get there. Talk a little bit about that coming up here in just a moment. But first, quick word from our pals at Sleeper. Um, In 2018, the fantasy sports experts at Sleeper realized that fantasy basketball was broken. Games were being won and lost based on whose players had more scheduled games that week. I know I stopped playing kind of weekly fantasy because of our kind of those those regular rotisserie leagues. I, I'm in I'm in a super intense fantasy league. I made the playoffs second year second time in three years. Won a playoff series again. I, I can't get past the second round, but that, that that's that's not what this is about. It makes no sense to play those weekly fantasy those weekly those week to week head to head fantasy games. Required very little strategy. It's just whether you're paying attention, whether you're putting your right, the right guys in, so on and so forth. So in 2020, Sleeper released a brand new way of playing fantasy basketball. It's called Game Pick, and it's only available on Sleeper. In Game Pick, owners pick a single game per week for each starter to count towards their team's total score, ensuring an even number of games played between opponents. The days of losing because your opponent's players simply had more scheduled games to play that week are over. The days of mindless, daisy, busy, busy work are over. The days of pick, giving up halfway through the season because of that busy work, also over. And game picks, you pick one game per week for each player based on player matchups, home versus away, opponent's defensive ranking, pace of play, and more. All of that adds up to more strategy, less busy work, and a much more rewarding fantasy basketball experience. Whether you prefer redraft, keeper, or dynasty, game picks has you covered. Sleeper, crack the fantasy basketball code. If you love fantasy fantasy football, if you prefer building out a weekly strategy versus daily busy work, you're going to love game picks. Download the Sleeper app and start a league with your friends today. You will not be disappointed. This is a one-of-a-kind game pick. is the most strategic fantasy basketball experience in the industry. Go check it out. Download the Sleeper app and start a game picks league today. It create It is for a much better fantasy basketball experience. Today's podcast also brought to you by, thank you for stopwatch up, brought to you by Theragun. Don't let the stress of daily life weigh on your body. Whether you're an elite athlete or someone like me just trying to make it through the day tension-free, Theragun can help. Theragun is the handheld percussive therapy device that releases your deepest muscle tension using a scientifically calibrated combo of depth, speed, and power. And it's as quiet as an electric toothbrush. The Gen 4 Theragun doesn't just feel good. It gets to the source of pain by releasing tension. Using Theragun's signature percussive therapy, which goes 60% deeper than vibration alone. Whether you want to treat your muscle tension from working out, an injury, or just the stresses of everyday life, there is no substitute for the Theragun Gen 4. The OLED screen and design make you feel like you're holding something from the future. Just go to their site and check it out. And the Theragun app learns from your behaviors and suggests guided routines. 
Theragun is trusted by 250 professional sports teams like Real Madrid and elite athletes like Paul George, DeAndre Hopkins, Maria Sharapova, hundreds of thousands of customers, and a whole lot more. Try Theragun for 30 days starting at only $199. Go to therabody.com slash locked on right now and get your Gen 4 Theragun today. That's therabody.com slash locked on. Therabody.com slash locked on. One of the things that I've been thinking about throughout the course of this offseason is what makes a successful rebuild? What are the teams competing for playoff spots, competing for the NBA championship right now? Why are they successful? What did they do to get where they are? Uh, Unless you're the Los Angeles Lakers or the Brooklyn Nets, you're not using free agency. You look at the teams that were at the top of the of the NBA of the NBA playoff ladder this year, the, the Clippers, you know, big markets, the small market teams that were successful, they all built through the draft. They all had a carefully laid plan. They all had, um, they all had a, a clear path forward. Again, that's that's my big thing. Is you're only stuck if you don't have a path forward. The Magic clearly felt like they no longer had a path forward in March. They pulled the plug. They restarted. But you look at the teams. Atlanta drafted Trey Young. Phoenix drafted Devin Booker. Milwaukee drafted Giannis Antetokounmpo. They all worked through the draft and did exactly what the Magic are trying to do. Trying to build through the draft, trying to build up their roster, trying to find the right guys to surround their players. But at the end of the day, it all starts with the star. I mean, a lot of this stuff is going to sound simple. A lot of this stuff is going to be pretty obvious, but... You only go as far as your star can take you. Y'all know I'm a big Nikola Vucic fan. I like the guy. I think he's a a great person. I think he's a great basketball player. But as your number one option, you are limited. I always said that. It was very, very clear the Magic were always trying to find someone to take that mantle. They wanted it to be Aaron Gordon. I wanted it to be Aaron Gordon. Because Aaron Gordon, I thought, had a much higher ceiling and, and, and gave the team much greater potential. He was not that player. You only go as far as your star takes you again. And so in order to be a successful rebuild, you have to identify your star. The Hawks obviously dropped, you know, acquired Trey Young in that trade. They knew immediately he was a star. And as his star began to blossom, they understood they had to pick up their timeline a little bit. They had to begin surrounding him with the players that make him good. Suns had the same problem with Devin Booker. They went through the, the desert for a long time, but they knew they had a star. And all it took was surrounding him with the right guys. The Milwaukee Bucks have Giannis Antetokounmpo, the guy that Magic General Manager John Hammond drafted. They understood they had to surround him with the right guys to accentuate him. They added, they went shooting. They added Chris Middleton. They added, you know, Brooke Lopez is a shooter. They added a bunch of guys who could just spread the floor and let Giannis attack the paint, get downhill, hide his flaws, and accentuate his strengths. That's what rebuilding really is. It's nothing super complex, actually. It's understanding who are the central players on your team. 
And how do we get the most out of them? How do we get the most from them? And that's the ultimate question. That's the ultimate idea. That's the ultimate thing that every team has to accomplish in a rebuild. Why do I think the Milwaukee Bucks are the model for rebuild? It's not just because they just won the championship. It's because they identified Giannis Antetokounmpo as their star. And they figured out there, they decided, we have to build a team that makes and gets the most out of him. That was not easy for them to do. That's not easy for any team to do. Philadelphia 76ers are having that same issue right now with Joel Embiid. How do we get the most out of him? And the question, of course, they're asking is, is Ben Simmons the most out of him? With Giannis, Milwaukee, let him play, let him grow, let him develop. Once they understood how good he really was, they decided we need to let him act like a center, go five out, give him the lane. They brought in a coach in Mike Budenholzer who was the master at creating space with the Atlanta Hawks. And slowly but surely, Milwaukee tweaked and, 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 and tinkered and added talent. Of course, talent is ultimately what matters. Added talent and got the team where it needed to be. It's obviously, it sounds so much simpler than it actually is. But this is where the Magic are at with their rebuild. This is why right now is so exciting, such a huge opportunity. Because at the end of the day, it starts with developing your players. It starts with identifying the lead guy, the lead star, and building and growing around that person. Who is the Magic star player? That's the first question. And that's honestly... One of the questions the Magic have to answer this season. Who is the star? Who are we building around? Is that player even on the roster yet? You can't go forward. You can't skip steps. You can't think about anything else until that question is answered, to be perfectly honest. It's a question that Rob Hennigan and his team struggled to answer. Who was the star of that team? Who were they building around? Or were they just collecting talent? Collecting talent doesn't work. You need to pick a star and accentuate that star. Cover that star's flaws and weaknesses. Put that star in the best position to lead your team to a win and to ultimately to a championship. A lot easier said than done, obviously. But here we are at step one. Step one of this process. Find your star then you can really, really start building and growing. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. You, of course, follow us on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Switch your tune in to Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all the full places to download podcasts to your podcast and listening device. We are now streaming our podcast on YouTube. That does give us a few different things that we can do. Um, I will go ahead and plan on doing a, a, a more live show. Um, I do tend to record these a little bit later on at night. So you can now watch the podcast as well on YouTube. Um, every single day, just search for Locked On Magic. I'll be sharing links as well on the Locked On Magic Twitter page at Locked On Magic and as well as my Twitter page at Philip R underscore MD. I'm going to go ahead and plan on 
recording uh, my podcast on, uh, let's say, on Wednesday and Thursday. Let's just do both. I'll plan on recording both of those sometime around 8 o'clock. I will post links, so you should be able to interact and comment on the show live. That's, that's part of the app that I'm using to record these to YouTube. So be sure to join the show as well. We'll try and get a little bit more interact interactivity on these as well. Um, we'll make plans for post-game pods a little bit later on too. But that's going to do it for me. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. Be sure to also check out the Locked On Bets podcast, betting on the NBA. It doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast. Hosted by Boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's Lock of the Day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get podcasts. Again, that's it for me today. I want to thank you all again for joining me on today's episode of Locked On Magic. Whether you're joining on your podcast device or on YouTube, thanks for going through this initial experiment with me. I do appreciate it. Um, You'll get the podcast wherever you normally download podcasts. Just one more way to get things going. I know there's some technical hiccups. I know there's a light right behind me that looks terrible. I'm going to try recording from a different spot tomorrow, um, but uh, I, I, want, I want to get my standings board in, my, my, my beautiful standings board right here. Um, we'll get, we'll get, to, we'll, 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 we'll work out all these, these kinks uh, coming up here uh, in the next few days, but officially one week away from media day, officially one week away from the, the beginning of training camp. We're very, very, very excited as you can tell, but until next time for Orlando magic daily and locked on magic, this has been Philip Rossman, right? See you all again for another episode of Locked On.